Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of October 9th, 2020. I'm your host, Ken, and with me, we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's about it. Once again, Luna is off on a wedding, actually. So, not hers, but her good friend, I should say. <laughs> it's her it's her bestest friend. Yeah. So she isn't here this this time around, and you know it's getting to that point that it's almost every other week. <laughs> oh, almost. We're we're getting really close to reaching that threshold. Yeah. With that, how have you been? What have you been listening to? I I'm still mostly listening to the ice. So funny story. I I have to go grocery shopping with my dad now because he hurt his arm two weeks ago. He can't lift anything above five pounds now. So he needs me, you know, to get like drink cases and all that fun stuff. So I have to go with him. And I was listening to Flight Away by De Ice, and one of the guys in the grocery store saw me dancing <laughs> to it, <laughs> and uh, asked, "He's like, hey, sir, what are what are you listening to?" And I was like, uh, "Flight Away by De Ice," and um, I sent it to my fiance. I told her the story and I sent her the song and she replied back. It's a very danceable song. Uh, so yeah, I'm still mostly listening to the ice and uh, then listening to a little bit of next week's MC, uh, which we will talk about next week. Uh, so I am excited for that. And other than that, nothing too crazy. Been re-listening to when you call by Adashi, but mostly been the ice. Like I still, enjoying their face album quite a lot it's it's like i've been able to get a lot of mileage out of this album and to to the point where i'm really close to ordering it especially like once i get my first paycheck in i'm thinking about going on city japan and grabbing it because it's just been that good Hmm. and uh i got the email earlier today that they're finally shipping my lol album i bought back in july (laughs) what have you been listening to my good sir I've been listening to a couple things. I've been listening to Dear by Miki Natsumi. So there's a couple things that I've been actually really liking about this artist. And she's probably going to be a future MC, but who knows. There's also this lovely group called Dance Earth Party. And their track, Peace Sunshine, I've been absolutely loving. So there's that. After that, I've been going back to Lucky Tapes and their Trouble single, and on the announcement that they're going to release a new album, I've been kindly anticipating that. So, But with that, that's pretty much it there. With that, let's continue on to the news here. And Gray, you have our first piece of news, so go right ahead. Yes, I do. And I actually intentionally did not talk about this song on our listen-tos because... I've been listening to this song as well. So, um, as I was just talking about Da Ice, they have announced their latest single because uh, they're doing that new single a month uh, through December. So this is their latest one, which is called Image, and it's already available digitally. It's not coming out till the end of the month physically, but it is available on Apple Music and iTunes. The song is fantastic. It's absolutely great. I, I can't recommend it enough. Go check it out. It's it's wonderful. So, yes, uh, check out the image. Check out the article, too. We have the music video for their song Amp, which is their last single. 
and we do have the pre-order link. So if you're like me and a huge The Ice fan, this is definitely something to hop onto. Continuing on up to up-and-coming six-member idol group Link announced that starting this week on September 25th, they'll be continuously dropping tracks for the next six weeks across all digital music streaming platforms. This is going to be the latest release done by the girls since November of last year, taking the momentum of the 2020 that the idol industry had suffered throughout. Looks like they're going to take it head-on and try to reverse that, so to speak. Currently, they only had one track at the time of reporting, which is lovingly called Q&A, and this will be the first time that member Riona Suzumoto had become the center for any of the group's tracks, and Suzumoto commented on all the lovely things about becoming the spotlight, so to speak, for the track. You can check out all the information for this on our site, including the digital streaming link for Q&A on our site as well. All right, moving on up to our next article, we're going to be talking about four-member girl idol group Bolt, as they've announced they're going to be dropping their very first single this December. Uh, not a whole lot of information is currently known about this, other than that it's going to be coming out in December. And they announced the news on their weekly YouTube program called Bolt TV, Volt TV. And so, yeah, just wanted to go ahead and get the heads up out there. And as soon as we have an update on this, we will post it on the site and keep you guys up to date. Moving on up to our next article, we're going to be talking about rock band Mono Eyes. If they've dropped a brand new music video for their latest album, it's already out. It's called Between Black and Gray. We have an order link on the site and you can check out the music video for their song Fall Guy in the article as well. We also have a full track listing. Uh, the new album had 11 tracks total. So if you're a Mono Eyes fan, this is definitely something we're checking out. And then continuing on up to the mass production tour, AMPM announced that they had remixed the lovely track of Iotska's 2019 hit Chime, and it's simply called Chime AMPM Remix that was released across all digital music streaming platforms. If you guys don't know who AMPM are, they are known in Japan as the production team behind a lot of famous idols and singers such as V6 and Ken Harai's. And they remix a lot of hugely popular artists such as Afrojack and Nicky Romeo, just to name a few for the Western artists there. If you guys don't know, if you want to check out more information about them on our site, you can go right ahead. We have their music video for Chime AMPM Remix on our site as well. They take the lovely ugly ducking, duckling storyline and kind of interweaves that with this lovely song. But yeah, check out more information about that on our site, including the digital streaming link and the music video in question on our site as well. Moving on up to our next article, we're going to be talking about singer Subaru Shibutani. As he's announced, he's going to be dropping his second solo album titled Need and said to be released on November 11th. Uh, Shibutani was is an ex-member of Kanjani 8. He was a member of the group from 2002 all the way up to 2018, and then he broke off and did a solo career. So... This new album is being released in two editions total. Uh, we have pre-order links on the site along with one of his music videos and a full track listing for everyone to check out. Continuing on to another Johnny's group, it is the popular six-member boy group 
stones, or six stones, as we always lovingly misquote there, <laughs> announced that they will be releasing a brand new single titled New Era on November 11th. This is the latest release done by the group since Navigator back in July, and will be their third single overall. If you guys probably had heard this song, it is used to be the opening theme song for the highly anticipated anime Yashahime, Princess Half Demon. And the boys look to change up their style as they input a rock composition so that they can see that it as a challenge that they won't lose to. I haven't heard the song yet because I haven't watched the anime, but I know you have, Gray. So yes, does it seem like it's a really good challenge that they they had sent to conquer, so to speak? It's their best song. It's, it's easily their best song, and mm. it, it really showcases their talent. It really gave me vibes of V6 has changed the world, kind of in that vein. But yeah, it it, still it was a fantastic song, really well done. It's in my humble opinion, it's their best song. It's also their strongest vocal song, like Mm. because they do lean in on their vocals on this one. So yeah, so uh, I was I was kind of like anticipating the song and i already knew that this is why we always give a, an artist three singles even though we kind of blew them off the first two. <laughs> um yeah well yeah because their first two i mean i didn't think they were bad songs per se but they're just not what i want to listen to yeah as, as yeah. a per- personally consumer. it's not it's not my johnny style but you know johnny juniors always change but it, it is what it is but yeah i mean the Single would drop with two tracks across three editions, and well, which you can check out all the pre-orders with, along with the exclusive CD Japan bundle edition on our site as well. All right, moving on up to our next article, where we're talking about boy idol group Generations from Exile Tribe, as they've announced they're going to be dropping a brand new single titled Loading, set to be released on November 18th. Going to be released in two editions, and uh, the new song is going to be the members' desires to repeat. Input and output as the group continue to work through the current ongoing crisis. So uh, it's also going to have their song You and I on it, which is already out. It's a lovely little music video. We already have that in the article. So definitely check that out along with the full track listing. I'm looking forward to it. You and I was a great, very, very good song. And I'm curious to see how the other two songs are. But yeah, continuing on up to the lovely voice actress turned vocalist Haruka Kudo released the trailer for her then upcoming mini album Power Chord on her YouTube channel. Released this past week on October 7th, this was the latest solo release done by the artist since KDHR and will be her second mini album overall. It released with six tracks total and came with three editions which you can check out more information along with the pre-order link and the trailer in question on our site. And then continuing on up to the five-member male idol group, Cho Tokyu, announced that they will be releasing a brand new single titled Asayake on December 16th. This will be the latest release done by the group since their digital track, Dear My Goodbye, back in August and will be their 20th physical single overall. And taking a little page off of stones's book there they they look to have an exciting band sound with a little splash of pop and look up to shake up the lovely 2020 of the boy auto industry you can check out more information about this on our site including the pre-order link and the teaser for asayake on our site as well 
Then continuing on up to the lovely, lovely group of the Fantastics from Exile Tribe after their lovely release of Winding Row Midai A, they announced that they will also have a brand new single titled High Fever that will release on November 11th. This will be the theme song for the upcoming drama Mannequin Night Fever that will air on October 8th and will star the members of Fantastics from Exile Tribe, so it's going to be a must-watch for fans. It'll release with two editions, and you can check out all the information about that on our site, including the music video for Winding Road Miaia on our site as well. And lastly, popular nine-member idol group Niju announced that they will be releasing a brand new single titled Step Ends A Step on December 2nd. This will be the latest release done by the group since their major hit Make You Happy back in June, and will be their first single release done by the girls. This will come with four tracks total, and they kind of advertise their coupling tracks to include a youthful, glittering, and pop-style track, and it'll have that girly, energetic, and attractive song style with a highly addictive rhythms. So it's going to be a must-get for fans. It'll come with three editions, and you can check out all the information about that on our site, including the pewter links and the music video for their hit song make you happy on our side as well and moving on up to our last piece of regular news uh we're going to talk about mega idol group kia gazaka 46 2020 has been a very interesting year for them i guess is a way to put it losing their lead back in january their future has been in the dark for a while now but back on september 20th they did come out and announce that they are ending the name Keakizaka 46. Moving forward, that is no longer going to be the group's name as they have instead moved to Sakurazaka 46. So that's going to be the brand new name. The name change will go into effect on October 14th. But the final appearance of Keakizaka 46 will be on October 16th on the television program called Songs. So... It's uh, yeah, and they'll be having like a concert also, if I remember correctly, like the week before. Yeah, it's their yeah. final one, which is you gotta feel for <laughs> Hinata Zaka because they had to change their name because originally they were Hidagana Kiyakizaka Forty Six. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, you know, had they just held on for a little longer because they they changed like, their name last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Still, they they would be the new Kiyakuzaka forty six. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but I don't I know. Guess Maybe with it's the... it, it's interesting to kind of see from their point of view because they're doing Sakura, so like the new blossoming of this new idol group. So that's what they're probably yeah. hoping for for this new name change. And and I I don't think they're going to build it around one person this time. It's just it my would guess. be it would be smart that they don't. But who yeah. knows? I I mean, Hirata Yurina was such a powerful performer it, it's easy to see why they did that but when yeah. she left them in the lurch the way that they did i think they learned their lesson like even if you've got a knockout well i mean you know the the camel was was carrying too much load there so no oh no 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 i i i've never blamed her for leaving in fact when she when she did leave i was like i'm shocked she hadn't done that sooner because yeah. i mean there was you know, she had to suspend activities because she was having back problems. There was like she's passed out on the stage a couple of times. That girl went through the ringer. So 
it makes sense that she left when she did, but so I guess it's for the betterment that they retired the name Kiyakazaka 46. I'm really excited to hear, cause I well, assume I, I, I had wished that they did that for NGT. Yeah, that would have been nice too. That would have made sense too, but I guess they just opted not to for that reason. It'll be interesting to see. I know this performance, they're probably just going to do older Kiyakazaka 46 songs. So we, they haven't made an announcement like when they're going to be doing their new stuff under the new name. So it might be a while. still before we hear from them, like I would imagine bittersweet news, but I'm glad to see that the spirit of Kiyakazaka 46 is continuing on in some fashion. So I'm looking forward to hearing from this new group and uh, excited to see where it goes. But yeah, you know, with that, like, when we have topics, when it's just me and you, it's uh, always difficult to do it, and we always exhaust our usual topics. So yeah. this time, we're going to do a lovely tour guide thing of what my usual job is, and we're going to talk about Japan and a couple of our favorite places, actually. So why don't you go ahead first, Gray? Sure. When I threw out this topic and idea, the, the very first place I had in my mind was when I went to Kanagawa. So if you ever go to Japan, I highly recommend you check out Kanagawa. That is a gorgeous section of Japan. The uh, shrines and the temples are all over the place. And it's not like going to Kyoto. I have never been to Kyoto, so so I don't know how it is. But I've heard like, you know, they have a lot of shrines and stuff. like. It's like visiting the old country. Kanagawa is yeah, kind yeah. of the same thing. It, yeah, it's, it's Kyoto, is, Kyoto is like that. And I, I would assume that you're talking about Enojima specifically. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, because we went and saw the Daibutsu. Yeah, the Big Buddha. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we went and saw the Big Buddha. You could actually go inside the Big Buddha. I, I chose yep, not to can, go inside the Big Buddha. You can but, uh, uh, touch you can him do that. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was a really cool experience. And I remember like... They had like street vendors, and I I got uh some dongo, yeah. That had like a lemon wedge on it. I think I got I think I bought like seven of those things because I kept eating one and then going back and buying another one. <laughs> so, uh, th- that was like the first place that came to mind. And, and I mean, you know, there's the usual places that you could check off like Super Potato, and Akihabara, like like a whole Akihabara and all that. I loved Odaiba. So like the on the ongoing joke that I have is I have unfinished business in Odaiba because me and Luna went to Odaiba near the end of our, our trip to Japan six years ago where I met Luna and me and her had been wanting to go the whole time we were there. But you know, we went to Akihabara twice and like we were go we would always go to like Shinjuku and, and like, every day after school, like we would just go around Japan. So, and we never could get over to Odaiba. And finally, like one Tuesday, me and her were like, we're going, we don't care. And like, I remember we wanted you to go, Ken and our other friend, Lou, we wanted him to go, but neither one of you two could come, you know, it just wound up being like the two of us. And, you know, we, we got to see like the, the Gundam and we got to see like the, the Gundam, like the one that we saw was the original R- rx 7802 
but it could only move its head. And like, they had like this special show that they put on. It was really great. And after the show, we went up to the Gundam store and we didn't know this, but they have this massive museum in the Gundam store, but it was closed by the time we got up there. So we couldn't tour the museum. So the ongoing joke that I have is I have unfinished business in Odaiba because I want to go, I want to go see that museum. And, um, the, the new version of the RX 7802 statue is coming along nicely because I remember when they took it down, they said they were taking it down to, because they wanted to build something that moved a lot more because the old one could only move its head back and forth. And that was it in the cockpit. Opened yeah. Up. yeah. The cockpit but, opened to show um, Amuro and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now they have one that can actually like move because they have they released like the Twitter video of it bending and stuff. I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. So if if I had to do like must like two must visit places, my humble opinion, I would say Odaiba and Kanagawa. Like both of those are just fantastic. Well, I mean, if if you're such a huge fan of that, I would recommend also going to Tochigi and Utsunomiya. They have the Bandai Museum which is really good and they have a a scaled model of 1 to 100 or what was it 1 to 170 of a Gundam it's a arc 78 or whatever and oh, oh the original the original and it's made yeah. from the used plastic parts of model kits oh that's cool so yeah, that that's one thing, and if you like a huge thing of like Bandai, and it includes all the other stuff that Bandai does, but obviously Kamen Rider and Super Sentai or Power Rangers is a huge thing with there, and Godzilla toys too. There, they have every single belt to existence. They had every single mecha robot from. Wait, they have all the belts. From, yeah, they have all the belts. Oh, are they like one two hundred dollars, or are they like a reasonable price? No, they don't sell it. It's it's literally a museum. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hey, the store. So, it, I'm. It's certainly on my list because I've told my fiance I, I want to go back to Japan, and I think we're going to start saving up and going s- sometime after the wedding. But yeah, I I would love to check out the museum because I'd love to see all the belts. I'd like to see the like the. Do they have the original Showa era belts? Yeah. Everything oh in box. Uh, I, I do want to. I do want to see that OG Showa era belt. I, I don't know why, because yeah, it just has a sliding plate. They did a, um, They have every single Megazord from the original all the way to when they originally built it, which was around Deco Ranger. Deco Ranger, and they have nice. the outfits, props for all of Deco Ranger. Like like I said, the, the, this was built around Deco Ranger. No, actually, it was built around Abba Ranger because they have a huge. Huge statue that includes Ichigo, which is the first common rider, Aka Red, which is the first Sentai Red Ranger, and then the latest Red Ranger during the time of when they did it, which was Aka Red. What were some? What were some of your favorite places to visit Tokyo, or Japan? Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a couple places too. I mean, I really like Osaka. Osaka was really good. Kyoto was really good. If you go to Kyoto, go to Egomora, which is the place where they film all the all the things for Toei and stuff like that. Yeah, that, like Kyoto is on my to see on my bucket list. Before I die, I want to go to Kyoto. Mm. You should go. Like to I want to see the Imperial Castle. I would advise Even if you it's... to go to 
go to Egamora. Egamora, okay. Because since you've been watching a lot more Common Rider and stuff like that, they use the the sets over there. Oh, okay. For Rider. So, like, for example, they had the movie for O's where they went back in time to feudal Japan. Yeah. They filmed the entire part at that place. <laughs> oh, okay. Same for Shinkanger. Shinkanger, when they went back in time or showed the thing of the first generation Shinkangers, they used the bridge, and I'm like, oh, this is the bridge where they filmed it. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's very interesting. I had a lot of fun times. Usually I go to Shikoku, where Kyo used to live, and I used to visit him there. That was all good fun. I mean, there's a couple places. I mean, they also film a lot in Odaiba, so I'm pretty sure you already know a lot of places for Odaiba that they film for for a rider and stuff. Like, the last scene is literally the Odaiba main bridge to over, over arc, um the the ferris wheel to the, everything else to diver city yeah yeah i mean we mostly stayed around the tv station and diver city and we did go I to mean, the ferris wheel you must have freaked out saying oh this is the place where my oldest one was ho, 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 ho. actually yeah oh that was the whole reason i wanted to go is i wanted to see the the because i always thought the design of that building was weird because it has yeah. like that orb in it and i was like there's no way that building actually looks like... No, that building actually looks like that. Like, th- well, that I mean, anime is very accurate. Well, I mean, it was premiered on Fuji Television, so yeah, of course, they're going to be fairly accurate about the, the station that they're, <laughs> they're being filmed I mean, at. That, that's true, too. But, well, also, when I watched Digimon, it was, like, around the time I was getting into anime, so... It was me realizing, because one of the things that anime does, and I think one of the reasons why a lot of people like anime is because they use Tokyo, every bit of Tokyo that they can. I mean, they do have anime that takes place in fantasy settings and all that, but I, I think a lot of the shows that really have mass appeal tend to like use the the country itself in a and then like do like a fun twist on it so like because i also love it like if you like sometimes like you'll see like a picture from an anime and then like the the city street side by side uh like you know like random facebook posts and just like the level of accuracy in those is always just blows my mind but you know it's it's easy to get lost in it and but yeah I remember one of the coolest experiences that we went to because I know we had the debate. I know Luna wanted to go to Skytree. I think she did eventually go to Skytree. But we as a class went to Tokyo Tower. And that was a cool place to go up to as well. Being you know, being that that high up off the ground. I think that was like the tallest structure I've ever been in. Nice. And th- that was cool. I know I know Skytree was taller. But yeah, it's gonna say is a little bit taller. Not not drastically, but yeah, it is it is taller. So you you know, they do have higher auditoriums, but I I've always wanted to go to Tokyo Tower because you know, that's the one that you, you see in the movies, that's the one you see in the anime, that's the one that you saw in Digimon. Well, right now it is. <laughs> now it's yeah. gonna be all all Skytree, so Yeah, it it's it, it 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 was something like growing up, yeah, I really wanted to see 
So I, I was, I would still love to go see Skytree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay Skytree, but that was like a childhood awesome moment. So yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I took, I took selfies. Yeah. Also, if I would recommend if you guys wanted to go see the, the three monkeys, they hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. That's in Nico in Utsunomiya. That's a very really good place of mine. I love going to Tochigi. Tochigi is really, really famous for a lot of things. One of them is actually their strawberries. They have a specialty strawberries called Tochiotome, which are really sweet. And then they also have, they're really known for their gyoza in Utsunomiya, which is the the capital over there. So, Yeah, so, so do I. I mean, they had this one restaurant in Tokyo where it had a 153 different varieties of gyoza. That's a lot of gyoza. <laughs> That's yeah, a lot I'm of like, gyoza. There's like stuff that I'm like, are you sure this isn't just, just sweets or just because you can't? Like they had one where it's just like huge ass fish. Just just fried. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the head and the tail and just... Yeah, I'll, I'll have to have my fiance archive this because she's a, she loves strawberries. I, I, I can eat them, but I'm not their biggest fan. But she loves yeah. strawberries, so she'll definitely want to check out that strawberry place. Yeah, I mean, the the strawberry picking is, like, earlier in the summer, so they have that. Because I would love to visit Osaka. I, I know you mentioned it earlier. And when we were there, there was a lot of people who recommended us checking it out. And we just – it was too far away to well, travel I mean, in the time that we it's, had. It's too far away for you guys to travel anyway. I would ex- yeah. and too expensive because you guys were, you guys were there for only a month. And yeah. If you guys were only gonna go there for like only two days, that's like a waste in my opinion. Saka's really yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. And it's the length of if you guys want to know this for America's sake, it's the length from San Francisco to L.A. Like, I had to think about that for a minute because it's like I, I've never made that drive. I don't know how long, but I'm, I know California is like. A little, big state and I, th- I think that's like a six hour drive so yeah yeah i mean all, japan fits in all of california so no that's fair too yeah it it's really weird like you look at japan on the map and i know it's a small place but when you're there it feels way bigger uh it's it, everything feels compartmentalized so oh no that's true too because i remember we wrote in like we would see buildings like inches apart and i was like how did they do that <laughs> Yeah, see, like I would like, I would like love to see you guys compare their Don Quixote to our Don Quixote, because their Don Quixote is just seven floors of just nonstop things, while ours yeah. is like an actual supermarket, and it's like a, a plot of land, one floor, if that. Yeah, I don't even remember, like being able to buy like you could buy like snacks and stuff. But I don't, but you couldn't buy. Actually, I when we were there. We had to buy an extra suitcase because I, I went on a spending spree and, and so did yeah. Luna. And and so we wound up, both of us wound up having to buy extra suitcases and we bought our extra suitcases at Don Quixote. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you won't be able to find lettuce there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll be well, able to find fake lettuce. I specifically didn't lettuce. ask about produce. <laughs> <laughs> Still, yeah, like, go, going to Japan, it's one of those things where if you have the opportunity, 
take it. It would be my my advice. And then I would in love my to pers- visit Mount Fuji too. In my personal opinion, don't go to just Tokyo. I would, well, I would, yeah. I would go away from Kanto. To be perfectly honest, I would just do a three to four day trip in Tokyo, and then go go wherever you want to go after that. That is not nearby Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, like when I go, because I know when I go back, I'll it'll only be a week, and so I, I've I've been trying to think a little like how am I going to hit all the places I want to hit? Because like you can spend in one day in Akihabara easily. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. easily. I always and, spend at least a day and a half to two days in Akiba, not even not even <laughs> thinking about what I I could only be in one shopping area. Like that's what yeah. I did. I spent like three to four hours in one shopping like cent section and that was just to buy a bunch of other things and that was just to buy a couple of things and everything else is just like, Oh yeah, I forgot to go there kind of thing. <laughs> It's crazy how big Akihabara is. That's why we went back twice. And I I made this joke when we went there, but uh, I, I told them, I told my companions, I was like, "Hey, w- if I die, let me come, let my soul come back to Akihabara <laughs> and haunt Akihabara. Like, just let me do that because it was it was just." It was just so cool just to see, like, all the vendors, all the arcades, and the stores to go to Super Potato. It was such a great experience. And if you guys don't I, know, I, Super I, Potato is the retro video game place. Yes. Yeah. I, I think Lou actually bought a couple of games there, too. I, I didn't buy anything He there, bought but. a lot of other things there, too, as of late. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, he also lived in Japan for two. It was a, two or three years, so three he, years. he 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 probably had plenty of time to go back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know actually, it was. Does, I mean, he doesn't live anywhere near. The only places he did go was nearby Osaka. So yeah, I I, I want to go back. So I'm like, you know, d- definitely hit Nodaiba. Like, definitely doing that. Uh, I do want to hit that Bandai Museum, and then I, I, personally, I, I want to go to like Kyoto or something, just or or go see Mount Fuji or something, because you know, to if me, take a, if you're gonna go to top of Mount Fuji, make sure you take a day. <laughs> I, I just want to see it from like the ground floor, because I remember. <laughs> I remember at school they said on a clear day you could see Mount Fuji, and I, I think I looked every day and I never saw that mountain once. Oh yeah, and... it's very rare for you to see it. <laughs> it's very rare. You see it on a clear day, but that happens like once every blue moon, so to speak. That's <laughs> like in the five weeks we're there. And to be fair, we were there in the rainy season, and up until recently, like. I had never been in rain like that because when it started raining, it did not stop for like three days. And around (laughs) here, like even if it's raining for like three to four days straight, it'll rain for like an hour or two and then stop. And so like there's this rain periodically over four days. Not Mm. like, no, once the first drop falls from the sky, it will rain continuously for three to four days. Like I had never experienced that in my life. And that was just 
a surreal experience. Also, it taught me not to ever, like, when we go back, it won't be in June. <laughs> not that that was a yeah. bad time of the year to go, but you're, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a hot as balls. It's a hot as balls and B it's rainy season. So it makes it even more hot. <laughs> But yeah, with that, let's continue on to the Archon here. Yes, it was a it, it was an very, interesting it, week. It, it was a very busy week. Let's just say this much, yeah. and we we dearly missed Luna from not having all these lovely bands and groups on. So but. she always picks the the bad weeks to be on to be off. Yeah. With that, let's continue on to number ten, and it is Fantasia by The Pump. Which is, I mean, it, it it the physical release came on. That's why it's on here again. So, what what did you think about this? I I didn't like it. I I don't think it's a bad song per se. It has done it in a Latin flair, super Latin flair, and I I don't know why. I'm very sometimes like I really enjoy like a Latin flair. Like the reason I liked Ikenari Punchline so much was it has a latin flair to it but mm. i really just wasn't feeling this one it just i don't know why it didn't work for me but i mean they've been kind of doing this regardless this is like what their second song that they've been trying to do that which I is good so. because yeah. because as much as i love usa i don't want them to be trying to ride on their coattails and i figured that this is the kind of style that is a little bit much more interesting that kind of puts them out more compared to the usa's bombastic yeah. just go all out kind of style <laughs> well and you know that is a very very popular music style because you know you know latin american music is super popular in america obviously it's super popular in the latin american states so you, you know it, it's got a wide audience of people that really enjoy it and like i said like Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. I, I it's hit and miss with me, and sometimes it's just a mood thing. Like I got to be in the mood yeah. to hear it. So yeah, uh, like um, Color Creations got a Latin American uh, inspired song, uh, Crazy Cruising. And there's sometimes where like sometimes like I'll listen to it and I really enjoy it, and then sometimes I will skip it because I'm like I'm just not feeling it right now. So it's just one of those things where I I think I have to be in the mood for it. So and I know mm. I wasn't in the mood for it today. I, I can already tell you that, but it's not a bad song. And I mean, it's the pump. I mean, you know, you got Issa doing his work. So, you know, vocally it's a great song, but it, yeah. like I said, I just wasn't feeling it, but yeah, know, I mean, it, it's it, all right. It, like it for, it for me, it, it does that style. Like I said, it, it mixes it up just a bit, which I need them to do. Yeah. And, and I respect but. them for mixing it up. Cause I thought yeah. that was a, a unique choice to do. Regardless, Fantasia sold a lovely 27,310 points. And going on up to number nine, it is, once again, the duo Yasobi with their track, Yoru ni Kakeru, which is really good. I mean, you can't blame them. It's always going to be on here for a little bit. Yeah, glad they're here. Yep. And this week, it sold a lovely 27,850 points. And going on up, it is Uba Uba by... Uber or Uber, <laughs> it's O W V, but O W V, but it's Ove? it's Oba, yeah, I believe it's Ob. That's how it's Ove. pronounced in Japanese, and 
This is another group from the lovely Produce 101 Japan, and we're going to be seeing a lot of this over the next couple, a year and a half or so, because it's been like okay. this, where a group from Produce 101 Japan is going to be coming up and taking advantage of everything. And, you know... I mean, if they want to ride in jail once coattails let them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no, this this is the second group. We have another group that is going to produce, and there was, like, another third one that also uh. came from there that we, we talked about again. And, I mean, it's their debut single, and like you said, the, every group that's come out of here has been kind of just, like, meh, to be, to be freaking honest. And it's not helping them show that distinctability where it just all sounds the same, and it's getting to that. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, if this is your thing and you like it, if you love JO1, by all means, you're going to love Uva. You'll, you'll love Uva Uva. Like, it's right up your alley. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a bad song or it's done horribly or anything like that, but you will love this song. Because it's done in that exact same style. But for me, yeah, no, I, I didn't care much for it. I, I think the second song was better than the first. But... So picky. Just, yeah. It just like, but like the whole thing overall. I actually, like the, the start of the second song, I was like, oh, they're doing, they're really mixing it up. They're doing something different. And then like a... a 30 seconds into it, it was back to the same stuff that they were doing in the first song. And I was like, okay, never mind. I, I had my high, my hopes up and they're down now. So yeah, I mean, it's that Korean style. I mean, and I, I'm not, it's not my goal. It's not my goal in my life to bag on the Korean style, but I, I just, it's not something I enjoy. It's just well, not, not so much the Korean style. It's very Western style. I mean, that, all that, Korean that's style is, yeah. it's very Western style. You're, you're kind of mixing words there. And sorry. This is the, sorry. This is the why K-pop is so popular because it takes a new stance on Western style music. You, you got to make sure that you kind of clear yourself there. Cause you're I'm right. Army, and I, I'm sorry. Army, <laughs> army attacking us. Hey, I like, I like their last single. But, yeah, no, I I just did not care for this. Like I said, it, it's a lot like JO1, so if you're a JO1 fan, something worth checking out. Well, regardless, it sold a lovely 31,469 points. And going on up to number 7, it is Akashia by Bump of Chicken. And this one was very interesting. It was used as the Pokemon anniversary theme song, so... And you can see that through and through because it was used for the special movie called Gotcha. And it, it goes through all of Pokemon's generational things. So going from red and blue all the way up to Sword and Shield. And it talks about all the champions and all the heroes and all the protagonists. And it's a very, very good movie. If you guys have a chance, go look it up. It's called Gotcha. So. Overall, the track... It's it's is very bumpy chicken. It's doing that light flare of rock style, which is really really good, and I really like it. So. Yeah, no, I I thought this was a fantastic song. I didn't know it was tied to Pokemon until I started watch uh, watching it because you could see two people with a, like a Pikachu on their shoulder and a Eevee on the shoulder. So I could tell like from the album art it was Pokemon related, but. 
putting that aside, this was a really good song. I, I liked, uh, you know, it had a good rock number to it, and it was pretty catchy. So I, I, I really dug it. So. Yeah, regardless, this week it sold all the way 31,949 points. And going on up, it is Fears by The Rampage from Exile Tribe. I mean, it was alright for me. I have my gripes with The Rampage, personally. And it was alright, all things considering. I didn't like it, I didn't hate it either, so... How about you agree? Uh... For me, Rampage is hit and miss. I I will say I like the, both the B-side songs a lot more than I did the A-track. But overall, I did really enjoy this single. And uh, I Living think it's It Up fun. and Fastlane. Yeah, especially Living It Up. Like That song is superb. Oh my god, that song's amazing. So, yes. I think if you're a Rampage fan, you will enjoy Fears. I, I like their more harder hitting tracks like uh, Swag and Pride or Hard Hit. Like those are like my two favorite songs that they do. Mm. But personally, I I I like that they did it this way because honestly, it gets real old real fast. It's getting to that Jail One thing where if you're gonna be known for this, it's kind of <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be known for that kind of thing. I want them to show range. <laughs> Yeah, I well, and I think you do see a little bit more range in their in their other two songs. So yeah, so but I mean, Fears is a little rangy in and of itself because you're you're right, it's it's a little slower than their typical track. So yeah, it is definitely something. I I, I will say this: if you're a Rampage fan, you will like Fears. I don't know if Fears itself is going to do anything to make you a fan of them or anything like that. And like I said, they're hit and miss with me. I remember they did like their one ballad and I hated that song. Regardless, this week it sold a lovely 36,382 points and going on up to number five, it is Dynamite by BTS. This is still very popular and I see it online on TikTok and all the Instagram wheels and stuff. So, and it's being used for the Samsung S20. Like I think they're one of their commercials. And so it's showing their appeal very much so. But regardless, this week it sold a lovely 37,367 points. And continuing on up to number four, it is Danshadism and Iwananji. It's a double A side by them. And this was very interesting. The Danshadism track, was, I hated the intro, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> There's, there's garbage in my opinion. Imananji was uh, it was all right. I mean, Sabaki Factory has their hits and misses, and it was a pretty solid track by them overall. I feel. I I will say I did wind up liking and enjoying this track, but I do feel it's forgettable in a lot of ways. I don't really think they rewrote the book. Sorry, I, I will clarify. I'm talking about both tracks. Uh, I mean the whole single as a, as itself is forgettable but i do think if you're a fan of them you'll find something to like in this single i, I will say that much but overall i felt like it was forgettable and i i think they have better songs and I, I i'm always glad to see these girls i'm always glad that we get the chance to listen to their music and you know i always look forward to their next release but i think this one was a little bit of a miss and i didn't notice the opening 
but of Dansha ism, but I, I I felt like that song was kind of catchy in the middle. I, I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, you know, this is kind of catchy and stuff, but uh, yeah, like I said, I was, it, it's forgettable. I was I was listening to this track while I was surfing, and I was just like, nope, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with this right now. Yeah, and see, I listened to it while I was playing uh, Genshin Impact, so I was like, oh well, you know. Like both tracks, I don't think they're horrid or terrible or anything like that. And I mean, these girls are talented. It's not that. It's just, I mean, it's it's subpar. They it is yeah. what it is for them. They're not oh, rewriting oh, the book, and it's not bad. No, no, no. I completely agree with you and your assessment. One hundred eighty percent. You, you kind of saying it's it's rancid, kind of. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be all over the place. Yeah. Regardless, Don Shaism and Imananji. So the lovely. 38,020 points. And going on up, it is the Idol Master's 15th anniversary track, Nandemo Wadao. And obviously, this is the 15th anniversary for Idol Master, and they're bringing out all their hits, Nandemo Wadao. And it's all right. I mean, it is Idol Master. I'm not going to. They're not changing the book on what they are, so to speak. Yeah, this is standard Idol Master flair. I, I think if you like idol master this is something you'll enjoy it's, it's I, I really don't know what else to say about this song it, it was yeah it wasn't so, i mean bad. it was it was all right it was all right so yeah. it's not rewriting the book it's idol master so at this point but regardless this week it sold the lovely forty-seven thousand three hundred and three points and going on up it is kazewa fuite rika by tw- 7th over 22nd what did you think about this track or this release, anyway. Yes, no, I really, really wound up liking this track. I was pretty impressed by it was the 7th over 22nd. <laughs> yeah. They wound up... I really wound up enjoying this overall. Like, not all the songs are knockouts, but the ones that are there, it's a pretty large single. It's five tracks total. It's about a half hour long. So you can get a lot of mileage out of it, but... I really wound up liking and enjoying this for the most part. I, I thought it was enjoyable. I didn't add it to my music catalog. Like I did fears from rampage from exile, track. but it's it still, I, I really liked it and uh, I I'm eager to see what they do next. Yeah. I mean, so this is standard Akimoto affair. This is his group that he's taking the say use for the voice actress Oh, uh, that explains why they're uh, anime girls. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're all is One of them is actually a very famous YouTuber. Her name, her name is Sally Am- Amamiya. So I go check her out. She's, she's actually from America. So Nice. Yeah, so she does it in English and Japanese. So It's really good. It's really solid. I mean, it's under Akimoto Affair in my point of view. There's nothing really rewriting the book, so to speak. Overall, you're, you're more familiar solid. with his work than me, but I didn't. I didn't realize this was Naki. Like I didn't hear the Akimoto ness in it, but I'm not as familiar with his. I've I've not gotten to where I can recognize like that that Akimoto touch like you can. So, uh, it's not so much Akimoto's touch. It's more like generic idol music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> so I mean, he does have a touch, but his touch has is long gone at this point. In my uh, personal opinion, that, that that's a that's a conversation that for another time. 
but regardless i mean it's it's all right this is used for their mobile game and they, they're trying to be like bang dream this is this is the group that is the main trio of the of the of the game that's why they're featured so heavily so that's like saying putting pup in party and just saying that they're they're bang dream <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what that was saying <laughs> but regardless it was originally released back in May, and it kind of had a resurgence because of the game, so which is good. But this week, it's held a lovely 55,255 points. And going on up to this week's number one, it is your song by Hey Say Jump. What do you think about this, Gray? Uh, Song of the week. Uh, I, I, I think at the end of the day, this is the best song. I mean, Hey Say Jump just absolutely kills it with this song. Great vocals, wonderful melody, super catchy, and it you know it just really just keeps you wanting to come back and hear it again and again. And you know, I, I if I had the money, I think I would order it off stage of Japan. I, I just really loved this song, and it's got this nice, heartwarming, touching melody to it that really just pulls the listener in, and it, it just it works in every way. And, uh, it, like I said, I, I loved it. And I, I, th- I think this is easily the song of the week. Yeah. I mean, they, they sh- this song showed just why Heisei jump is still popular to this day. So it, it, they showed off their skills very admirably and it shows that they still have it. So, yep. But yeah, this week it sold a lovely 209,809 points. Or I should say copy because it was only physical releases. But yeah. with that, let's continue on to the singles here. And we have a lovely Queen <laughs> Queen album <laughs> that is just a lovely live concert. And we have Bon Jovi's 2020 album also. We I have didn't even know that dude was the... still doing music. Yeah, it's probably just remakes. But they also have a Pulse Final Fantasy IV Remakes album, which is just another remake of a lot of popular tracks, like Shiva's Thong, that has like five remakes at this point. We got Sing Along that just came back right up on the charts again by our lovely, lovely music corner group, Ryuoku Shokaisha. So, good for them. We got I'm Young with Oshi Pasta Ga Aru Kite. Then Hinata Zaka 46 with Hinata Zaka, Straight Shape again with by Yonezu Kenshi. We got Seiko Matsuda's 2020 Best of Album by, obviously, Seiko Matsuda. <laughs> we have Patrick VG by Union Square Garden. And You Don't Need the Tang Tab by Yabai T-Shirts Yes On. So regardless, you can find us on all our social media stuff, such as Twitter and Instagram at Ongakuriyu. You can find our website at ongakuryu.com you can find our youtube at ongakuryu where we have all of our stuffs our episodes if you want to listen uh, via youtube and stuff like that you can also check out our affiliate koryu hunter he is a retro slash horror twitch streamer you can check him out at twitch.tv slash koryu hunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r you can also check out our 
Ophelia Timbertaff, who is a variety streamer and does a lovely, lovely things. You can check them out at twitch.tv slash Timbertaft, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out Luna's sister, Rose, who does all the lovely stuff. She was doing Genshin Impact, and she's trying to beat Fatalist from Monster Hunter World. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Kitty R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out, lastly, our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name. She is a variety streamer with all the lovely stuff of the Zelda community. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash name F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash where I'm finishing up Breath of the Wild right now and going through trying to do a speedrun of the AKB 1 over 48 Rei So Senkyo, which is the dating sim game there. Or you can also check out the podcast that I do with Kyo, Fangirl, and Timber called Podosaurus, where we talk about all the lovely stuff such as Tokyo Game Show, and does guide gaming actually ruin gaming? And things like that. You can check it out by looking up Koryu Hunter on all podcast streaming services. You can find me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aino Aiba, Bang Dream, NBA Finals. If I'm either crying or like being very, very happy at the end of this. Bang Dream and also the MLB playoffs because the Dodgers have beaten the San Diego Padres by a Big old sweep, so you can check me out at OTYKen1. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OnkakuGray, where I tweet about all the things that I like to watch and listen to and all that fun jazz. So if you want to hit me up over there, feel free to do so. And you can check out Luna at LunaMarie87. But yeah, I want to say, once again, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for the two-man team. Luna will be back next week, so look forward to that. You guys have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>